0: Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the football podcast. And have we got a guest for you? Yes, we, we've got a guest for you. Was that a question? Anyway, we've got a guest. So uh, we're going to talk football, but with a guest. So, uh, so yeah, you might recognise the guest. You know. That's if you're watching on YouTube. And if you are watching on YouTube do subscribe, do click for notifications, leave us a comment, let us know how you're getting on, why not? You can do all of those things, just like you can do all of those things on audio platforms, SoundCloud, iTunes, the works. Subscribe, it's the right thing to do. So here we go, this is Cookie Cast, the Riverside Roundup. <coughs> Well uh well for the for the YouTube watchers out there and for the Twitter pollers, we can see that the that the uh the Twitter massive have uh, have got their way and uh and and new apps absolutely cemented in new host Stuart Woodmancy's here. Uh, but um unfortunately some might say for Paul uh, the job of introduction always seems to fall to him until we can get the uh, the soundboard rigged up. So, uh, oh, speak, right. speaking of Paul, hit, hit us with it.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome along to another enthralling week covering the, uh, the championship's finest and not-so-finest teams uh, and all things football related really uh it's uh i'll bring i'll bring the shirt back in shot again but it's another rare uh, enthralling episode of the riverside roundup for these boys right here
0: it's beautiful that's absolutely gonna be the thumbnail We'll see. We'll see what uh, we'll see what the algorithm decides whether uh, whether it's like yes, that is the thumbnail, or whether it's you know the tubes. The
1: tubes does not appreciate your picture on this particular post. Please remove immediately.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely the other option. The other option is uh, you've had a, you've had a strike, like a lightning strike. So um, YouTube watchers will be will be aware of this. Um, audio listeners, maybe not so much other than I have already covered it, but um, Paul's here to guide us through the murky waters uh, that are known as football, and he's brought along a uh, a long-time podcast face and voice, Mr. Stuart Woodmancy. Hello,
2: hello, hello.
0: Good evening to you, sir, and welcome back. Welcome back. Um, i did by
1: over, overwhelming popular demand
0: mate that maybe is absolutely sir. true um uh, my my inbox the the podcast inbox was a wash with um i don't want to use the word demands because that makes it sound aggressive but yeah aggressive <laughs> demands for the return so
2: you, of uh, you, got, you got the messages from like sarah and like McGran and stuff like that then yeah
0: yeah I mean maybe you know maybe your gran should probably not sign the email Stu's gran but um, (laughs) I I appreciated it anyway it was was a nice read it was was beautifully well written let's put it that way Um, so as we like to do each and every week we get involved we get stuck in um, I defer to uh, to Paul to uh, to tell you, lovely people, what's been happening in in a section <coughs> or segment that we like to call this week in football. Paul, what's been going on going down this week in football?
1: Well, main thing for me, um, just from the personal sort of the personal stance, would be the. Um the decision that's been taken slightly lower down the football pyramid to curtail or just void the season. So obviously you've got your Premier League, you've got your EFL which consists of the Championship League 1 and League 2. You then drop to non-league, which is the National League which uh, a team very dear to my heart and Hartlepool United are situated. And then below the National League, you have the National League North, the National League South, and then from there it just descends into a bit of chaos really with all your regional um Northern Leagues, Southern Leagues, Isdamian Leagues and and so on and so forth. Um, and in the last week, um the teams in what's effectively known as step five no step six downwards Uh, have taken the decision that they no longer want to um, play the league season. So, any team from the National League, North and South, down, um, have officially stopped playing. Yeah. So, all the teams took it to a vote. So, all the teams took it to a vote. I think the idea was that the lower down the leagues you go, the less, the less opportunity there is there to um achieve accurate or adequate social distancing so for teams that are in makeshift changing rooms there's not enough there for them to adequately space themselves out to to get ready for the games uh there's not enough infrastructure there for the teams to supply the necessary means to put on a game this was all this all predicated off the fact that the uh, the National League came out with a statement that said that teams will be able to apply for loans not grants to help them through the current situation so whereas <coughs> with any of the teams that are maybe struggling in the Football League they might get a um, like a, a booster loan from the, uh, the Football Association or the um, the players association that, to keep going and if it was a team that was struggling they could apply for assistance but that assistance would be supplied in the form of a loan rather than a grant so yeah we'll help you to keep going but we want that money back and let's be honest with it being a loan we'll probably charge you interest at the same time so I think the the teams are like uh, well you're not letting us have fans in which would pay for us to put on stuff to a, to a sufficient level where we can actually provide the service of the level that we're playing at. So because we haven't got the fans coming in, we can, in good conscience, sort of continue to offer that level of service. So they've just both, if in the majority that they want to uh, end the season early and just write it off. So they're happy to wait until this is all officially over. Um, and, and I suppose the hope is that when we get to the point where um, teams can allow fans back into the stadium, that they'll have the ability to have fans back in, pay gate receipts that will then be trickled down to pay players, staff, overhead costs, things like that. So uh, it's um, it's yeah, not 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 great, and it, and it it makes you sort of think that. If the Premier League is able to sort of carry on with the amount of money that's being pumped into the Premier League there's surely there's some way that they could figure out a way to filter some of that money down to the teams that really really need it um, to allow them to keep playing because there's certain teams that are in positions such as I think it's I think it's a team called Dork, maybe and Wanderers atop of the National League South as it currently stands and had a very, very good shot of getting promoted to the National League, which, for a team like them that's semi-professional, comes with a huge bump in revenue and stuff like that. So they're obviously not happy that they're having to essentially point a season where they were doing particularly well um, and they've lost their chance to get up to another league where they can make more money. So um, by the sounds of it, it's a decision that's been taken in the majority but there are teams that are still pro- there are teams teams that are still pushing for the season to, to continue. So there is there is an argument out there that they want to get all the teams from the National League North and the National League South that said yes, we're happy to continue playing and amalgamate the two divisions. Now the whole point of it being regionalised is that the teams that are around each other, you have to travel less, therefore they keep the costs down. So obviously that that then brings in another. The re- argument for well yeah you can keep the season going but you're potentially going to have more costs because you're going to have travel to further away places you're
2: going to have overnight stays if you want to do that I mean and, and so also that you know that tra- travel's been definitely allowed as normal for the last year hasn't it like mm. definitely well, definitely it's not, it's it's the bit the bit that I'd read about it said that the teams uh, of the teams that had voted is over 75% of them had gone for it and um, and it, the main reason was the gate receipts, because it was the fact that they weren't getting the money, and like like you mentioned, so um, I didn't realise that last year it, it was curtailed so so quickly in comparison. If that if that makes sense, because it the it, it stopped it in March, which was when obviously everything kind of stopped. But like other sports were like I don't know, they kind of they seem to take a bit longer to decide about it, whereas obviously they they kind of got got on board with it fairly quickly and I suppose this time around they kinda of know what's coming a bit more, so the fact that they've done it now it's
0: it does it does just keep coming back to this as a as a sport that is seen worldwide as being such crazy, insane amounts of money being thrown around. You've got players that are worth hundreds of millions and all of this, clubs that are worth probably bordering on like billions and stuff that these 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 massive teams and like especially like the premier league and stuff can't come together and say look here are a list of teams that are really struggling can we not do something to to bump some money down even if it's just to keep the keep the doors open keep the games going because at the end of the day we're all playing the same game even if it's at different levels it's just, it's just really sad to see.
1: It, it is. And I mean, I suppose the hope the hope would be that, you, that there'll, there'll be some players who play in the Premier League who it'll affect more than others. So, off the top of my head, probably the most the most prominent one that, that a lot of people will know would be Jamie Vardy. So, obviously, everyone knows Jamie Vardy came from a non-league start. So I think he was rejected by, um, I can't remember which of the Sheffield clubs his academy when he was a kid. Probably Sheffield Wednesday, I think it was. Um, didn't get into Sheffield Wednesday's academy when he was younger. So obviously, left football, went into a different profession, but kept playing football as a, as a sort of a semi-pro, am- amateur sort of, um, stop it, stop laughing you. Um, kept, a, kept playing as a semi-pro amateur level obviously worked his way back up to a point where he was playing um, with Fleetwood Town in the what is now the National League the National League um, was then bought by Leicester Um, at the time I think they paid a million pounds when it was the first time a player from the non-league had been signed for a million pounds Um, and obviously he's gone on to achieve like way above the level that anyone ever thought he would reach he's won the Premier League He's played at international tournaments for England. He's scored at
2: international tournaments for England. So um, you'd imagine that a player like him that's had
1: to go through the non-league system would probably be well up for some sort of secure package or a like rescue package to be sent down to the teams at that particular level. But unfortunately, the Jamie Vardys of the world, as it were, uh, are very few and far between. So the players that are in the Premier League are all players that have either come through that particular team's academy or they've come from a a team further down the footballing ladder that were never at a non-league stage, their particular um, youth programme. And it just sort of falls through the cracks. Obviously, to me, it matters a little bit more because I've got a bit of a vested interest with Hartlepool being at a non-league level. And as I said at the moment, they're still playing. So their 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 season's carrying on and hopefully they'll be able to finish the season out and get to a point where they can get back into the football league and it won't be an issue. But
0: um, Yeah, just sad, really. Yeah, like I say, it is it's you know, where's the solidarity, I guess, is the question there. You know, and I don't I don't wanna be that guy who's just a you know a a dick about footballers getting play, paid insane salaries but there's probably like you know a handful of of footballers individual people who could probably keep those le- those entire leagues going with a fraction of their wages so it's a, it is a bit like come on lads let's let's do, do the right thing rather than not but
1: yeah there was a I'm sure there was a, I'll have to look into this more, but there was something around 13, 14 years ago where all of the Premier League teams were invited to donate a day's wages to, I think it was either NHS workers or a similar noble cause. And apparently all the Premier League teams agreed to it, except one, which was Middlesbrough. And the reason Middlesbrough didn't agree to it is because they gave a week's wages to the cause. So they obviously, they obviously got together, and obviously, the either the captain or the manager, which at the time was Gareth
2: Southgate,
1: I think, had said um, there's this initiative that the Premier League are, are, are putting out, which we think is really good. Um, we've looked at the finances and we think there's a way that we can cover it where we garnish a week's wages from all the first team rather than just a day. And for, for, with the greatest respect, lads, we think you can cover that. And stuff so like that. And and then it ended up going to like charity, the NHS, whatever it was that it went to. And something like that would, would definitely help. And like I say, even if it is just a day's wages for the majority of the Premier League clubs, it certainly help, and the players wouldn't even notice it. And then, and then again, that opens up the argument of is it players' responsibility to like step in and you know help out when certain teams, clubs, whatever is in need? And like that. And it, that is a fair point, but you'd have thought at some point, like someone would be able to sort of even just suggest. And then, if it gets shot down, fair enough. At least it was discussed. But to not to just
2: sit back and not do anything just seems a bit. I think that tells a you about right? it. Like nobody seems to want to be that first person to suggest it on the basis that yeah. like, everybody else looks like it. I suppose to sort
1: of like to borrow the wrestling idea, it's the it's the union talk in wrestling. Isn't it? mm-hmm. It's like for all the wrestlers, it'd be a great thing but no-one's willing to speak up about it because they don't want to be ostracised or they don't want to lose their job as being the person who mentions it. So, mm-hmm. who knows?
0: There, dear. Sad times. Anything else that would majorly be standing out from the last week?
2: We had um, Neil Lennon resigned with today in Scotland. Celtic, Celtic managers uh, left his position um but for the first time in a lot of lot of years um uh, Rangers are 7 points away currently from from taking the, the Scottish title yeah um, celtic probably aren't going to catch him and um, you know at, at least as as all the press would, would have you believe celtic had a lovely time in dubai out of that um slightly earlier this season and the the pictures i saw today not only were him shouting at players which is obviously what every football manager does anyway so that doesn't really matter but then the next one was uh, to, to sum up Neil Neil Lennon's Celtic career was him on a sunbed with a pint next to Scott Brown which <laughs> um, yeah I think, I think they've done him a bit dirty with that one because he's been there I mean Paul might correct me if I'm wrong but he's been there twice now and the first time around he got embroiled in like a bit of a religion argument that's tends to be the De- way De- with De- the sectarianism and
1: stuff like yeah. that.
2: that. was uh, was very
1: much a part of the thing. It was he um, was one of the people who were uh, certain elements of it they know how to take it to the next level when you're receiving in a bullet inside an envelope hand
2: posted through the door with no address link. Yeah. So so it's, it's bit, so he enjoyed all that the first time around, then came back and then now um yeah, he's, he's, he's left his position. So that's that's kind of the big news from Scotland. So, like, Stu said, there as well.
1: Rangers only need another seven points to win there to win the title. Um, so, obviously, they can cover that in the next three games. So, if they win the next two games, the third game out of that sequence is against Celtic at Parkhead. So in theory, if they win the next two games, depending on, like, obviously, Celtic can absolutely fuck it up for many by uh, losing the next two games. But let's say that both Rangers and Celtic win the next two games. Rangers only need a draw against Celtic at Celtic's home to stop them from winning 10 league titles in a row. Also, their social media was obviously on the ball and tweeted out this earlier today.
2: Oh, man, that is excellent. Stiff shot.
1: Still up to speed. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm.
2: There you go. I suppose for, for the people that are listening along, uh, <laughs> rather than the, the YouTube watchers, that was Rangers tweeting out the regret that the uh, Celtic manager has been fired. Oh, <laughs> left his <laughs> Oh, brutal. I <coughs> mean,. Brutal. It's, uh, it's absolutely top top level banner though, but uh, um, it is, like you said, it is very, very much shots fired. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say oh, that yeah. we just discussed the envelope issue, but you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anything I, else?
2: I think much else that's happened this week. No, it's been a bit of a quiet week. Obviously, we've got um, uh,
1: European football ongoing as we speak. Um, so, looking like the majority of the English clubs were in a pretty handsome position from what I've seen. Um, so, looking like all the English clubs slash British clubs will uh, will get through to the next stage of European competition. Obviously, as as at time of recording, if I just do if I do that with my hand, it, it'll uh, it'll make it a little less obvious when we're recording the podcast. Um, <laughs> But uh, obviously, we've got second round of Champions League tonight. As, as this, as this makes uh, obvious, and then we've got the uh, Europa League tomorrow. Oh, the Europa
0: League! I always, I always think when I see that in the in, in the corner, I always think that Paul's trying to let people know that he hasn't been
2: kidnapped. <laughs>
0: <Or> <laughs> the opposite. Oh maybe, God. maybe can he's you, like.
1: Can you imagine if Stu could do that as I like could? With his with his nameplates and side plates of all the different belts that he's done. That'd be <laughs>
0: amazing. I'm in Andy's basement. <laughs> Please send beer.
2: There's, there's been there there has been a Europa League game tonight though, because Spurs won 4-0, really? didn't they? So it took me a while to work that out why. Um, oh. but
1: Actually, no. It didn't take me well to work out why. Um, I was going to say it's because they can't have two games in London the same night. But Arsenal aren't playing in London. <laughs> yeah, that was... That, there's, there's, a, there's a point we'll bring up on the podcast. So, uh, last week, Arsenal played Benfica in the first round of the uh, round of 32, or was it round of 16? 32. The for the, 32. Uh, round of 32. So, I played in the round of 32 in the uh, Europa League. And the game took place. So, bear in mind, that is Arsenal of England playing, excuse me, Benfica of Portugal. And, uh, Oh, damn it. Oh, well... Oh, yeah, it, uh. So, again, that's Benfica of Portugal and Arsenal of England... Uh, the game took place in Rome.
0: Obviously, why not?
1: Yeah, obviously, it's because of, it's because of travel restrictions on certain countries So I think it's Germany uh, have travel restrictions. So any German team's can't play in
2: Germany. Yeah. Um, so so um, tonight, there uh, Munch and Gladbach are pe- playing um, Man City, and that's that's not in Germany, obviously, either.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if that means that. When the second leg of that game takes place, I don't know if that will be in Manchester,
2: mm. because of the travel restrictions. But um, let's see tonight. Was it actually at Spurs? let a look. I mean, the, 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 the sarcastic element of me wants to say is that because of COVID or Brexit, but you know, we'll, uh, that's that's an entirely Ooh. different podcast. So as, as you pointed out, there, Tottenham played tonight, and I was under the assumption that it was because
1: you couldn't have two games on the same night in London because what they've done before is if Spurs and Arsenal were, were drawn at home on the same game day what they would do is they would stagger the, the kick-off time so one would kick off at 5.55 and the other one would kick off at 8 but obviously they're not doing that anymore Um. so but yeah Spurs versus RZ Pellets whack according to um. Sky Sports Score Centre, <laughs> incredibly blurry. Um, took place in top, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So not entirely sure why that one was allowed to take place, but Arsenal versus Benfica again. Arsenal of England versus Benfica of, of um, Portugal will take place in the Georgios. Oh my good god, Caris, Car- Caris Takis Stadium. In Greece, I believe. Or... Cyprus. But yeah, it's... Yeah, just... Causing... Causing havoc with the, um, With the... With the internationals. That'll be European games as well.
0: Sounds very... Complicated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't want to have to start out let's put it that way. So... Here's the thing, right? What we like to do each and every week is we like, we like to talk about Middlesbrough football, um, Brentford football, Wickham Wanderers. You know, uh, Bristol City's bringing up the bringing up the rear. Um, yeah, you know, mostly Middlesbrough, but I don't know. I think, I think if we look back at this point, there are some teams that are uh, trying to trying to outdo the Middlesbrough in the Middlesbrough podcast um, We like to predict football games well some of us do and the rest of us like to write numbers down and then laugh heartily a week later when uh, when when we when we correctly predict the score. The wrong way around, and you know things like that, Paul. Speaking of, um, and and the reason that uh, that that the internet dragged, drug, drug, uh, the the internet brought uh, Stuart back will become clear very shortly. Um, but before that, let's talk Reading versus Middlesbrough. Um, I'm not going to lie nobody of the three of us nobody had any faith in Middlesbrough nobody not even not even Middlesbrough's own son Paul no, <laughs> absolutely Paul Um, what was the score in the Reading Middlesbrough game and
1: um, so this this is the game that was described by uh, uh, by the manager Neil Warnock as a complete performance in a in a incredible coupon busting some might say Reading nil Middlesbrough two victory
0: yes Surrey Bob so here's the thing. Um, Paul was out of the running straight off the bat because uh, he did go for a 2-0 just went with the wrong team uh, I can't talk because I went with a 2-1 for the wrong team um, Stu edges his bets didn't he Well, one apiece however That could all change when Paul tells us who scored the two Middlesbrough goals. So,
1: eagle-eyed or eagle-eared fans of last week's podcast will know that uh, the two Middlesbrough goals in a 2-1 win against Huddersfield were scored by Duncan Watmore and Ashley Fletcher in his first start since September, maybe? He'd been out for a long time. Um, actually Fetcher kept that run going by scoring in consecutive games good old Ashland we'll come to him later on um, and the second goal was uh, was scored by uh, a name that's probably not come up on the podcast yet Mark Bowler mm. Stonker
0: and Perler
1: from the, uh, from the edge of the box straight in the top corner
0: so, correctly pointed out, uh, there was a goal from Fletcher. And I'll tell you one man who saw that goal coming from a mile off, and that is Stuart Woodmansey. So, there were no points to be had um, from, from the predicting side of the, the score aspect, but points were clawed back for correctly predicting one of the goal scorers. So, Stew's uh, Stew's Stew's on a roll, some would say. Bristol City versus Barnsley could change that. What was the score in this game?
1: I believe it was nil one.
0: Was. It was. So.
1: Yeah, that's good though. That's good though because that means that uh, that means that Bristol City lost their seventh game in a row. So that must that must bring us forward to some lovely uh, lovely stuff for the borough game. And we come to that in a minute. So. No, no, okay.
0: So let, let's paint a picture. Let's paint a picture. Um, Paul, you didn't see any goals happening in this game. Nil. Nil.
1: There might have been there might have been a reason behind that, Andrew. That the the reason that might have been because I couldn't be bothered to look at the goal. The goal that,
0: that's or, the way I, I do it. Minute was going to score for either team. That's
1: the way I And,
0: look, do and, and, and do
1: you know what? Up until about the eightieth minute, I was getting away with that, scot free.
0: Yeah. So I decided to uh, to go with the uh, with the absolute opposite by going one nil to. Bristol City. Now then, um, Stew. on the other hand, uh, Stu went with uh, a, a nil one. Bagging himself two beautiful points. Paul, who scored the goal for Barnsley?
1: I'll tell you now, it was a guy called Carlton Morris. If anyone picked him, I'll give them the money myself.
0: Then then you need to give Stu uh forty-one pounds. Yeah. Forty one pounds well, you need to give Stu. You heard it here no first, way people. Pick
1: Carlton
2: Morris.
0: Morris to score. So uh two points for a correct prediction and one point.
2: Uh, not, 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 not that I've like not tidied up in here since like last week, but um, the ones I wrote down, Paul, are there, like, second line.
1: Oh, my God, what an absolute nightmare. Oh, God, I'm 41 quid out of pocket. Oh, God. <laughs> nightmare. Oh, he did not even, even start the game.
2: I don't pick the team, Paul, I just pick the scorers. How, isn't
1: he? how, was, he pulled, how was he pulled that one out of his
2: arsehole? Jesus
1: <laughs> Well played. Well played, that man. Oh, oh. God, I've had one of them. I've had one of them where you've absolutely nailed the predictions. It was a one-all back earlier in the season. you probably listened to the podcast, as is everyone else's. Right God, what a time to be alive. <laughs>
0: You wanna, you wanna keep, you wanna keep that powder dry, Mister Williams, because we've got, we've got, we've got a lot more games to talk about yet. We have got a few more
1: um, games to cover. Anybody
0: that's keeping track at this point, uh, we like to do like two games and two games, and kind of a running total, get an idea of you know, like, overall, all that sort of stuff. Um, Paul's on zero points for the week so far. I think that's the main thing we need to focus on. We could also mention that I'm on zero points. If if that's a thing, if that needs to be spoken, if it needs to be uttered, fine. <coughs> Obviously, Stu's got the, the four points for the week so far. I think maybe he's sort of like swept up everyone else's points. So, yeah just hoovered them up just hoovered up those points we've got uh, we've got two more games to talk about um, Stu might be able to tell us whether we're anywhere near needing to take a break though
2: no we should be good I've not I've not I've not got any warnings so looks like we're good
0: oh, I I had a warning did you I did Now I think
2: it
0: was the
1: I think it was the uh, has no has no time limit warning
0: thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know because not only did I have a warning, it told me at the start, like not long after starting that we were on a, a forty minute jobby, but okay.
1: No.
0: Let's keep let's keep this ball rolling, see what I did that? This ball. See, 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 see. Middlesbrough Bristol City I don't know which aspect. I mean, let's let do it like pulling a plaster off. Paul, come on. What well, is if, it?
2: if you want to, just talk about the second half. It's fine.
1: Well, we could we could talk about the second half, or we could discuss the fact that apparently, so we're well, not even apparently. I actually heard it with my own two ears. So, in the post-match press conference. Uh, so, I'll, well, we'll just go through. it. So, as, as discussed earlier, Bristol City against uh, Barnsley in the uh, weekend. The 0-1 was their seventh loss in a row. Just count that. That is seven times. So, seven games in a row they have been defeated by the other team. I think in those entire seven games they'd scored four goals as well. Within thirty minutes at the Riverside, they were three 0 up. That is the very epitome of a
2: probably shouldn't swear should I? Very bad performance. I mean, they weren't giving it wages, but the Borough team were all about the charity, weren't they, at the weekends? <laughs> Christ, it was so
1: bad, so bad. Um, so whereas Saturday had been described as a complete performance this was a completely shocking performance (laughs) yeah so so poor Um, probably hammered home most so they lost the game 3-1 probably hammered home the most by the fact that two of the goals was scored by a player who was linked to Middlesbrough at the closing of the transfer window in January. Um, that was Famara Diediu. So he got two of the three. Um, the third goal was scored by Naki Wells on a breakaway where he was literally the only player in the pitch or in that section of the pitch that was breaking with the ball. Um, Johnny Howson was tracking him to try and sort of close him down and get the ball back off him and couldn't bring him down otherwise it would have been a red cat uh, and then the goalkeeper you know how the goalkeeper would normally on a one on a one on one try and come down and close the angle No, nah, no, nah, we won't do any of that we'll just sort of stay back perfectly on the line maybe come out to the 60 yard box and try of score. go oh he scored no mind poor 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 across the board so it's like, so poor in fact that in the post match conference uh, Neil Warnock described it as. Uh, was talking about how uh, on Saturday the, uh, the the front line did really well. Uh, it was probably one of the most complete performances he'd seen from them. Um, they may as well have not been on the pitch in the first half. Quote, um Pretty shocking. Really, really bad. He was like, even apparently as part of, as part of his half team, our fan team talk. He, he just said, "You've let me down." So. Just go out there and win the second half. That's all you can do at this particular point. Because if you're 3-0 down at half time, yeah, fair enough, you can score three goals and a half. But it, it, nine, nine times out of 100, the game's gone. You're not getting anything out of that game. If you're 3-0 down at half time, it's damage control at that point. You're basically just trying to... Just do not let them score again. Don't matter if you score. If you can get one as a consolation, brilliant. But after that, it's, it's, it's absolutely... Don't okay, care what do you have to do, lads. They do not score again. And that's basically what ended up happening. Borough did get a consolation goal back in the end. Uh, and it was a first ever Middlesbrough strike for Dale Fry. But yeah. Possibly, possibly the worst Borough performance of the season. And uh, there they, have been a couple. There have been a couple of baddens.
0: So. Hands up if you put Middlesbrough to lose this game. Oh, no,
1: no, no, no.
0: Hands up if you put Middlesbrough to win this game. For you audio listeners. For those listening,
1: that's
0: three hands up. Everybody's got their hands up right now. Um, A couple of of the gentlemen here went with, uh, with two nils. And uh, my myself was like, mm, let's, not, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Let's go with a 1-0. So, five opportunities to, to, to claw back one point. Because obviously we didn't get any of the three people that scored for Bristol City. But as I'm sure you'll have guessed when Paul said... For, for 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 the wrestling fans out there, first time ever. Yeah, nobody's picking uh, picking Fry from fr- from Future Armor, are they? <laughs> I
2: feel like <sighs> Future. a <laughs> lot more. Fry popping up from the back. Thanks.
0: So uh, yeah, get get your locks ready because because uh, it's bagels for tea there. Fret not. Because from a points perspective, perspective, it's it's another opportunity to claw some points back. Uh, As we started recording, we were still waiting for this game to finish. And I said, before pressing the record button, well I know one man who is hoping that it's not going to change. So let's find out which man that was. AFC Bournemouth versus Cardiff City. Uh, So, straight away, out of the gate, what was the score? The
1: score, Andrew, finished. Bournemouth 1, Cardiff City 2.
0: Some people might be happy with the score of a 1-2. Just saying that now. Who scored the collective three goals? Uh,
1: Stuart would be happy because um, there was some. Oh, there was some. There's some
2: whole alumni involvement in there. Yeah, why would I be happy uh, about that? He should have. He should have scored extra when he was in our team. Granted, I, 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 he wasn't there that long in the end. It was he? It was like six months or something? He, he wasn't there that long.
1: No! Oh, I didn't even think about it. But yes, absolutely. If he wasn't there. That Shane Long with the bomb of gold. <laughs> Two goals for uh, Cardiff were, I'd have to look at this, but I believe in back-to-back games, Sean Morrison and Kiefer Moore scored. As I believe they scored their goals on Saturday. Let me double-check. Whilst... No, o- I'm, talking, I'm talking absolute shit.
0: If whilst... Uh, I was I was going to say, whilst you're checking that, I can let you know why that's important. Uh, why it's important is, of the three predictions, two people went with the same prediction, and that prediction was absolutely incorrect. Uh, myself and Stu, uh, not only with the same prediction, same goal scorer, we went with a 1-0 for Bournemouth. Same... No, I'm lying. Wasn't the same goal scorer at all. They just look very similar. Uh, it doesn't matter. Didn't get it right. Paul, on the other hand, yes, indeed, he sir. It's a it's a one-two. So that's two points there, and uh, he went for more to score both goals. So that's uh, that's another point. Bringing uh, bringing the, the points in that game to three points. Obviously, what that means is um, Stu rocking a mighty uh, four points for the start of the week, Um, second half of the week, no points. Um, Likewise, other way around, Paul rocking no points to start the week, brings it back with three points right at the end. It's like, it's like, Crossing, crossing the, the, the the line, second place. Uh, because, yes, unfortunately, four, four is uh, is the winning score for this batch of games. So congratulations, Stu. Thank well you. done Woo. to you. Seeing as you're here, though, might as well make good use of you and get some more predictions. So... I, I'm, I'm,
2: I'm afraid I'm, uh, I should quit while I'm ahead, really, shouldn't I? That's the... Uh... <sighs>
0: The house always wins. Stu. The, state. the house always wins. So, <laughs> the way we like to do it is um, we don't have a crystal ball, we don't have crystal balls. Uh, but what we do have is the opportunity to look forward into the future and use data, information, algorithms to put together possible scores for the future. Uh, we take teams that are going to play Middlesbrough down the line and look at what they're doing right now. Um, so what that brings us to is first game of the week is a middlesbrough game and it's Middlesbrough versus Cardiff City. Now we get to play a, we get to play a double game at this point in time because I, I get I get my book ready. I do all the work, I do my homework, get my book ready. And I write down names in the book of people that I have found on the internet. Uh, Those people don't always play for the teams in question. So the the second game we get to play here is, did Andy find a person that plays for that team currently? Or are they out on loan is the the common one. Uh, As is the way, I have written down four scores. Paul likes to mix it up by sometimes going first. Sometimes offering it over to the guest host. But let's find out the way it's going to go. Who wants to give me a Middlesbrough versus Cardiff City?
1: As we did in the last time, I'll give you the opportunity
2: to decide whether he wants to go first or second. I've got them written down. It worked for me last time. Go so let's go straight in with it. So, Paul, close is I have gone with Middlesbrough 1, Cardiff City... Two. Bloody Um, hell! You've given Borough a goal. You're in the virtual room, Paul. You know old old school rules here. Um, So I've gone Fletcher again for for Borough. Ah. Went off injured.
0: Went off injured
1: against uh, Bristol City. So. We can go whether whether
2: he's going to play or not.
0: He'll be back. It's fine.
2: And uh, I've gone for Moore and Wilson for Cardiff. Is that because he's Exol.
0: You know it's the rules. because he's actual. You know the rules. Okay. True. So you've already
2: you've already proved that theory works by telling you Shane Long Scott tonight. So you know. Yeah, you see. It's a good
0: point. Good point one well,
2: minute.
0: Tactics. Paul, what are your thoughts on this game?
1: Uh, so as discussed, I think uh, I think you've been overly generous, though, in giving us a goal. Um, the only thing that makes me think in the entire time that Warnock's been the manager, which is now over a year, just over a year, um, well, just over a year, because of the lockdown, It um, doesn't he doesn't tend to get bad results. That often back-to-back. And it's against the team that he used to manage. So that's the only thing that's making me think... Now, I'll still on my guns. I'll, I'll go with a nil one I'll go 1-0 Cardiff.
0: Okay. Goal scorer? Uh,
1: Moore, Because we tried to sign him in the summer. So.
0: Okay. I've gone completely the other way on this one. I'm, I looked at last... At last game and I was like... There's absolutely no way... I s- Banking like that's going to go unanswered. So I've, I've put my faith in the Borough Boys. I've gone 2-0. Fletcher. And what more to score one apiece?
1: Again, Fletcher might not play. You've, you've both backed him.
0: It. Yeah, he'll be, be fine. So, that brings us to uh, a prediction game. Some Some would say that it might be possibly a prediction game. Blackburn Rovers versus Coventry City. The Coventry City is the factor in this game. Uh, I've got some stuff written down here for myself, but which of you gentlemen would like to go first? Again, okay, I'll defer to Stu. Go, Stu. Okay, so I have gone for
2: Blackburn Rovers 1, Coventry City 0. And okay.
0: Blackburn
2: Rovers. To hit to hit the back of the onion sack. Bradley Dark. Oh, lovely, lovely wordplay. Lovely. I
0: love it. Paul. Um
1: unsurprisingly, I have also gone for Blackburn Rovers one, Coventry, Nil.
0: Goalscorer.
1: I would like to go for Adam Armstrong.
0: Okay, I see what you've both done there. I like it. I've gone absolutely the other way, nil two. Oh, yeah, because you know.
2: He's only eight points. That's
0: how I roll. Uh, I also, I also did a little bit of uh, looking back at uh, Coventry's recent games, and I I like what I'm seeing. Uh, Godden and Walker to score.
1: Excellent. And what was your Middlesbrough Cardiff prediction?
0: Middlesbrough, Cardiff was 2-0. Two 2-0, nil.
1: Two nil, this guy. Wow! Oh my, we'll do Andy's bet first.
0: <laughs> I bet <laughs> we will.
1: So, Middlesbrough 2, Cardiff 0 is 10-1. Blackburn Rovers 0, Coventry City 2 is 16-1. to one. Oh. Giving Andrew Cook a double of 186-1. <laughs>
0: I'll tell you this much: I'll be laughing when I'm like, "Yeah, cash that puppy out. And let's get down the." Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's get down the end of the garden.
0: Supermarket. Um, for my
1: Middlesbrough nil, Cardiff one at thirteen to two, and Blackburn one Coventry at six to one gives me a double of fifty-one point five to one.
0: Respectable.
1: Stews Middlesbrough 1, Cardiff 2 at 9-1 to one, and Blackburn 1, Country you know, at 6-1 to one, gives him a double of 69
0: <laughs> to 1. Love it. That's the one. Nah, I reckon that's a good one there.
2: I mean, I'd, I'd absolutely have to say I did that on purpose for you there, Paul, but um,
0: <laughs> but wait. Um, There's well, more.
2: Sadly, sadly as I, I've already looked
1: and no, no bets, no odds in place for next week. So this will just be straightforward picks.
0: No so bets. as as we as we, we we gather the format now, I probably don't need to go through it again. No surprises here. It's Coventry City versus Middlesbrough. Uh, I presume, Stu, you're off. Uh, you're off first at bat. So uh, what you got for me? Well.
2: I mean, I, I'm sticking to what I know with a goal scorer. Um, so, I've gone Fletcher again. Just I'll just keep banging on that door. But um, he he will get the only goal of the game I have, uh, have written down.
0: Really? 0-1. I like it. Paul? <sighs> Are we good enough to beat Coventry? Oh God,
1: I don't even know anymore.
2: <laughs> this is that, they should they be, that should be the tagline for the whole Riverside round. what they do to me. Oh,
1: God, it's so annoying. They, they, they build my hopes up by like not doing shit against a team I think they're going to do shit against. And then doing shit against a team I think they're going to do well against. It's terrible. Um, it's pronounced football. <laughs> that's what yeah. I Oh, I think. God, no, that's don't that's worry. I've been... I've been, I've been parading around this merry dance for a number of years now Stuart oh, um, oh Christ Um. stick me down for I'll be optimistic I'll go nil one
0: goal scorer I'll
1: go Morsey I think he he's, he has to score he has to score sometimes
0: Okay, now what I've done is, I've, I've edged my bets basically. I've gone uh, one a piece. Uh, I've reused my selection from a previous game by going Walker, and I know there's a lot of like these new names are coming out with the Borough, but uh, I, I've brought up a, I brought up an old boy from back in the day, uh, a, f- a firm podcast favourite. It's absolutely going to be chubber, isn't it. No.
1: Came on when Fletcher was injured and basically just got slated by one look on yesterday. So his, his days are probably numbered. He's going to bring it back, I'm telling you. I hope he does because at the end of the season he's potentially our only striker. So we're
0: going to wrap things up here, talking about Swansea City versus Bristol City, the Battle of the Cities. Um, get, us, get us right off there Stu with uh, with a prediction
2: an absolutely thumping 1-1 one, one draw <laughs> absolutely thumping <laughs> and, and purely because when I was looking at the list and I actually recognised the names for one that helped but secondly saying them together are you Wells so, oh, oh, going i try atrociously bad. Are you for Swansea and uh, Wells for Bristol? Whoa, hang on a second. Whoa, whoa! This is where he tells me one of them's got the COVID and is now not playing for the next.
1: <laughs> so we did. Hang on. We did Borough Yeah. Yeah. I'm well confused. <laughs> I'm <sorry. laughs>
0: it'll be it'll be me that's got it wrong.
1: Borough, Cardiff and Blackburn, Coventry. Yeah. Um, the Wednesday game is... So we did the Coventry game because Borough playing Coventry on, the, on Tuesday.
0: Yeah.
1: And then the following Saturday, Borough plays Swansea.
0: Yeah.
1: But on the Wednesday... No! It's
0: Stoke
1: versus Swansea. Damn it. Swan- Swansea versus Bristol City is on a Saturday?
0: No. Damn! Ah, no! He's, ah, done it. He's done man. it wrong. How do I make give this that a, work? Just give that, a little, give that a little scratchy,
2: scratchy, and just re put in Stoke, Swansea City. You know full well now that that game is finishing exactly 1 1 with those. Oh, things. God, yeah. Absolutely. So, <laughs> no, what you need to do, Stu,
1: is get your. Uh, get your sky bet open and get every single penny from that Rob Gronkowski first touchdown scorer on 1-1 uh, with both the
2: goals scored. you know they've, they've absolutely missed a trick with that because it should have paid out £2.47 if you think about it anyway moving
0: on uh, he's, he's, he's only gonna mess it all up hasn't he uh, right we're going to have to Sorry, we're going to have to go back now Um stew can you correct my mistake by giving a uh, a different prediction
2: <laughs> um i am going to go for a nil one swansea and purely for for ease i will stick with you for the
0: course card that's right yeah. that's the right answer
1: is it, is it weird that I don't want to change my prediction? I'm going to stick with the exact same score that I was going to go for in the first game. Which is? 2-2.
0: A Desmond. Nice.
1: Desmond, indeed.
0: Goal scorer. For
1: Stoke, for Stoke I'll go for another ex-hole boy, Nick Powell. And then an ex too many teams
2: to cowboy in Stephen Fletcher journeyman I believe is the uh, I believe
1: that's the accepted term yes. uh, for Swansea I will go for I've
2: forgotten his name I don't think they'd fit on the back of his shirt to be honest <laughs> uh, look
1: guy Jamal Lowe and seems though he's, he, he appears to just be scoring every other game that he's played for him since he signed Hurahan. and uh, uh, podcast listeners you may want to commit that mo- that name to memory because when we discuss the Swansea versus Middlesbrough game I'll definitely be picking him to score because he was linked to the borough in the, in the transfer window so he's obviously going to score
0: Okay. Um well obviously I picked a uh I picked a score from a game that that that's not taking place. So uh the this is the thing here. Do I go the Paul route or do I go the stew route? Do I do I leave the score? Do I change the score? How about this? I'll uh, I'll leave the score. Oh, well, I've got I went nil one But the way I've got it written in my book would be Stoke 1, Swansea 0. Do you want to take the
1: risk?
0: Yeah. I'm throwing caution to the wind. I have to live with my mistakes. You know, me and everyone else I surround myself with. You guys, you have to live with my mistakes now books the wrong way around I'll be giving the score the wrong way around <laughs> you know what it's like for uh, for Leantos to live with me now um, and seeing as he's getting a lot of airplay this evening I'm going to steal one of Paul's and I'm going to go Fletcher because you know nice and easy so I've absolutely screwed the book, I've screwed the pooch, I've screwed the games, I've screwed the scores, let's see if I can screw the last, second to last segment of the podcast as well. Finger click right there. So, something that we've added into into this incarnation of the football podcast is something that came from, I believe it came from the radio years and years and years ago. Um, we've stolen the name, so we're probably going to get sued at some point, but hey, <laughs> let's ride, let's ride the wave while we can. It's a little, se- there's a little section that we call Beat the Jock. Now, in this scenario, Paul is the jock. If you've ever heard a, uh, a, a football podcast, um, of any, of any sort, you will know that, um, if there's one man who can tell you where you've picked the game wrong... It's Paul. is also known for, uh, for loving a little bit of quiz action. So... Last week, I lowballed it. I realised my mistake... By picking the club that was dearest... To dearest Paul's heart. This week... It's a similar theme, I'm not gonna lie. Because I'm still trying to find a baseline. I'm still trying to, you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna be like, you know, going crazy and saying, you know, how many blades of grass were on the pitch when you know, I don't wanna go that even though I think I still think that's probably, you know, lowballing it for some people. But I wanna I'm trying to find a baseline. Let's let, let's be let's be clear on this so very much like last week it is a it's the same question different person lionel messi at time of recording How many goals and how many games?
2: I'm going to be bad at this. Now can Paul pick and I just pick higher or lower? <laughs> I'm happy with that.
0: Now, the problem we've got is my phone has done the thing that it always does when, uh, when I ask one of these questions, it decides to ditch the page I was on that had the answers. So at this point in time, I can tell you how many scored, but I can't tell you how many games, so write, write an answer down, think of an answer, and give me one moment because otherwise...
2: I'm trying to think how old he is. Is it this? No. What are you thinking, Paul?
0: Is it this?
1: Well, I've just written out what I think and it just seems nonsense,
2: it, it, it
1: can't be, it can't be, what a You're in like a thousand not it I've not gone
0: quite that many, but. Damn it, why, why does it have to be, it's every time, you would think, somebody would learn, Um Many games
2: Again. It's podcast gold. Are, it you, are, you, are you talking are you talking just for club or are you talking club and country?
0: I believe what is given is a is a a total. Because the stuff. So, career,
1: I've, so this is Korea stats, Yeah,
0: the stuff that I saw um, broke it down into like things like international goals and stuff like that. There was stuff about um, how many in like particular games and stuff like that. Is it this one? Is it this one? Is it this one? Not going to be this one, is it? Why? Right, fuck it. We'll just... I mean, uh, flip it. At this point in time... We are just, right now, going with... How many goals? Because apparently... Earlier today, when I spent 15 minutes trying to find the answer to this... A definitive answer... It, 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 it just kept telling me, goals, games, goals, games, goals, games, I haven't done anything to the page, can't find how many games at all. Was it this?
1: So I I, I have an
2: answer.
0: Stu, do you have an answer?
2: Depends on Paul's answer.
0: <laughs> 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 Who wants to go first?
1: Paul. Oh. Well, like I say, if, if I go first, then Stu's got the option to say higher or lower, I suppose. So I'll. I'll do, do you want me to give my working?
0: <laughs> has, he, has he done workings out?
1: No. <laughs> so, there's something in the back of my head that says since Ronaldo went to Spain they had like a, a thing where they basically both scored 50 goals a season or their ever since then. Now, Ronaldo went to Real Madrid in 2009, I think. So that puts us at, at least 10 years So I've worked off if he he scored 50 goals a year or 50 goals a season for over 10 seasons, that puts him at least 500 goals. And I'm sure in the back of my head I saw something recently where he'd scored his 600th goal of his career. And I I can't remember how long ago that was. So I've gone for 623 goals in 805 games.
0: Okay. Stu?
2: I'm going lower than that because I think that's an astronomical amount and I think Ronaldo outscored him so I think it is it is going to be less. Um, so, how many games did you say, Paul? I went for 805. I, I, I have no idea how I've got that
1: 805
2: figure. But. If purely for for a, a mathematical ease if rather than him if he if he scored what in, in, in two-thirds of his games and i went 750 games that's less than you still and then that would work out at like 500 gold yeah so let's go with that because it's nice and easy in round numbers
0: okay stew In a situation like this, what is the one thing you should always, always, always do? Always work on the principle that Paul's either right or is (laughs) damn near it. Okay. So, I'll tell you this much it's not lower. What? I can't find a a definitive answer to any of the question. What I can tell you is that I've got two websites here. One is gold.com and one is givemesport.com. I'll give you the two numbers and you can decide between yourselves. They're both not really anywhere near each other, so you know this is how easy it is to find this information. Uh, I can give you a little bit because there's like a little. Regarded uh, this is basically it's Messi versus Ronaldo. Regarded as many as the greatest player in history, Lionel Messi is uh, uh, as exceptional at taking chances as he is at creating them. Indeed, to date, the diminutive Argentinian has racked up. 742 goals in 946 outings. However, according to givemesport.com, uh, again, this is uh, Ronaldo uh, is involved in this. Two superstars are arguably the two greatest players to have ever played the game, and their goal scoring ratio throughout their career is just ridiculous at the time of writing Messing has scored 711 goals in 884 matches so there's a possibility that that article was just written written a while back uh to get, to give you uh to 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 put it into perspective uh during his career and Ronaldo has 748 goals in one thousand and twenty six games, uh, that is dated 9th of Jan. Uh, weirdly, the other article is dated the twentieth of January.
1: Well, I've got his... obviously now this is this is Wikipedia, so this is open to debate because it's 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 amend. You can anyone can uh, like you know amend it, I suppose. Um, oh, can, can I just change it to seven hundred and fifty? So I caught, So this. So this is quite cause it Breaks it down to his club and then his international appearances or international time. So apparently, he's played seven hundred and ninety-four games for Barca, and he scored six hundred and sixty-eight goals in those games. That is insane. For Argentina, he's played 165 games and he scored 87 goals. So for yeah. Barca, for, for, for his international career, career, he's pathetically poor. He's only got a 1 in 2 record. I mean, yeah, that's rubbish. <laughs> got an 8 to score every ball time I take the field. Uh, so what's that? So 167. So quick math. So 794. 165 is yeah. games. Plus one six five is nine hundred and fifty nine. Yeah. Nine hundred and fifty nine games. Six six eight plus eight seven. Seven fifty five. Yeah. Seven
2: hundred and fifty five goals mental so I should have gone with the goals for the (laughs) rather than the appearance so
1: if you make it even more ridiculous if you just break down his league stuff for Barca so according to just his league stats for Barca he's played 539 games and he scored 473 goals Um, on one, two, three, four, five, five occasions he scored more than a goal a game in the league. (laughs) That is outrageous. Oh, sorry, and that includes 22 games for Barcelona, C and B. So we could probably make those stats even better if we wanted to. Yeah. I mean, like, I must admit, on that particular side of the uh, of the argument, I'd always give the edge to Ronaldo because he tried himself in other leagues. But if Messi's not the best, he's a very very close one here.
0: So yeah, every, every, everything I saw said that Ronaldo had scored more goals over more games, which you know depends how you look at it. There more opportunity is it there's a st-
1: there's, there's like a there's a um, a figure out there that was there's the exact same amount of days between Cristiano and Messi as there is between Ronaldo's son and Messi's son so they were both born the exact same number of days apart Ooh. So everyone's like now just going, right, get Ronaldo Junior signed up to a team, get Nesty Junior signed up to a team, and then it's just like, in like 15 years' time, let's have this whole debate again for 20 years.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy.
1: Those stats have been on. It, it, it is why everyone says, rather than having the debate of which one's the better player, just, just enjoying the fact that we're alive during the time where there's these two incredible footballers on the planet, so that
0: yeah, absolutely. So, I think we're still we're still testing the water with this section. The the beat the jock. I mean, um, I think we, I think we can still go with undefeated at this point in time. Nobody has beat said jock. Um, I think you know. I, because immediately, I, my go-to move is going to be like pick the most obscure football stadium, or like even like a little league ground,
1: Shoot us. Shoot us. And,
0: and go, go with away. the number of seats. But th- there is a, a probably a better than fifty-fifty chance that not only will you be able to be like, oh, I'm pretty sure that the exact number of seats is this. Like I say, 50-50 is probably probably doing no justice there whatsoever. So See,
2: at least at least you've gone with the title of beat the jock because at least when we can all podcast in the same room again, we can physically beat the jock when he gets it right again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, I mean, ultimately, I was never. This is going to this this all sound weird, but I was never a massive fan of the the straight up quiz because when you know, when when that that bit at the top above the glasses is just like it's just chock full of football knowledge. Who who can really go up against that? So it, it needed to it needed to evolve. So I'm throwing it out to you, the lovely people out there in the world of, you know, internets, uh Twitterers, tweet, Instagramers, Email us. Throw things at the screen that you're watching or listening to right now, I and mean, it, it it'll get to us. Believe me. Somebody out there has got a question, and it's going to be you know one of those where Paul's like, I, I'm out, and and I want you to find it and bring it to me so that I can pretend that I found it and cut you out of the loop completely. <laughs> I might give you some credit. There'll be, you know, you know. I think we'll get a plaque, you know. We'll send out a plaque that just says, or a T-shirt. Everybody loves a T-shirt. I beat the jock. Um, the last section of the podcast is always me asking you guys. Certainly asking Paul if there's any other business to cover. All good. Nothing from Stew.
1: Uh, yeah. Like Stu, I've I've
0: got no other beers. Yes, nothing from Paul, and <laughs> no surprises, no shock here that there's nothing else from me. So uh, I would like to thank our guest host. Two weeks, two weeks in, and uh, I don't know, maybe those feet are getting firmly into that table. You tell us. Uh, thank you to our host, who uh, who does who does this week in and week out for your pleasure and uh, thank you to you for listening or watching along uh, until next time that's us we're out of here bye 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 so there you go what you think to that big thank you to Stu as always for joining us as our guest host for the week uh, it's always good to have a guest, a guest host, people, it's all good, it's all good. Let us know what you think is going to happen in the games, how about that, you can do that a multitude of ways, you can drop us a comment on YouTube, where you will be a YouTube subscriber, I'm sure. Uh, speaking of subscribing, you can subscribe to the audio platforms, SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Everybody can jump over to thecookiecast.com. Check us out over there. We've got links for all sorts of stuff. And you can use them. So, do. So there we go. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye. And I'll see you then. Bye.